Blog Talk Radio. Sponsored by WomenSpeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, you're listening to Marnie's Friends. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guest by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlet and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Welcome, welcome. This is Marnie. Great to have you with us this afternoon. We have a great guest for you today, Teresa Luskin. She's doing a reappearance here on Marnie's Friends. We love Teresa and excited to have her with us today to talk about saying yes to God. If God calls you to something, then you can do it because he will do it through you and with you. So uh, today during this hour, we're going to talk about how to tell if you're really called and qualified. Um, Some paramount questions to ask yourself regarding your call and purpose critical identifiers of the call and purpose that you feel in your heart, the secret to doubt as an advantage, the power of the discouraging voices around you, how to position yourself to believe, yes, I can do it, how to see your calling as a catapult for yourself and others, and ways to increase the connection of your calling to the opportunity. Teresa Lusk is our guest today. She's a speaker, author, and biblical counselor who empowers individuals to move beyond their past and present circumstances into a better life through Jesus Christ. You can learn more about her over at TeresaLusk.com, and you spell her name T-E-R-E-S-A-L-U-S-K.com. Teresa, welcome to you. Hi, Marnie. Thank you for having me today. Well, it's great to have you back, and I'm excited to talk to you about saying yes to God because as we were talking about just before we came on the air here, we're both in seasons of our own life where we're saying yes even though the future is a little unclear and um, saying yes to God can be a really scary thing, um, depending on what he's asking you to do. Um, sometimes it's not scary at all. Sometimes it's plain exciting. <laughs> but a lot mm-hmm. of times it's like, oh, wow, that seems too big for me, or I'm not sure that that could possibly be right. And um, you're, you're a great one to talk to us about this. Um, you are a biblical counselor. So maybe just tell us a little bit about your background in biblical counseling. Okay, Marnie. Well, I um, got a, a bachelor's degree uh, several years back, but even before I I did that, I just I've always had the heart to counsel. And um, even as a, a young person, I remember I can look back and and see where God had His hand on me for that. And um, so I just I just like encouraging people, no matter where I'm at. You know, it's not necessarily always a biblical counseling session. You know what I mean? It's just it just comes out. I just want to, I just want to see people do good. I want to see them really tap into what God has for them. I believe uh, when I see people, I know there's something great in them and I just want to see that come out. Mm. And that you express that through your whole life. And just recently you um, completed more coursework. Um, Tell us about that. I did. I went back to school and got a master's in professional counseling. So I uh, recently, just as of August, finished that up, and that was great. It was a good experience, you know, God just stretching me a little more. And for me, um, that's a, it's a testimony because, um, as I've shared before with you, I dropped out of school in the eighth grade. So for me to go from <laughs> having dropped out in the eighth grade to completing a master's degree, that, that just that part alone, I mean, I have a whole other bunch of stuff, but that right there, you know, is really just a testimony of how God can pull out great things out of you no matter where you've been or where the holes are. Oh, I just love it. I love it so much. It reminds me of my own story. You know, I just barely graduated from high school. I just hardly could read growing up, and I would have to sound out the words. And then finally when I became an adult, out of out from under the pressure of school, I was able to finally start to read uh, for pleasure. So now to think that I've written wow. 13 books is just so amazing to me, and it's kind of the same that's thing amazing. you're expressing there. Yeah, you know, um, that's amazing, God is, God is, yeah, and God is not really, um, he, isn't, he isn't put off or, or slowed down by what we would call our greatest weaknesses. Those are things that he uses to further his exactly. work in the world. Mm-hmm. I love it that you exactly. can do that through your life. 
Yeah. Well, likewise. Well, let's I mean, you go, have a great testimony. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into our subject for today, which is if God calls you to do something, then you can do it. Then he's going to equip you to do it. And a lot of times the first question that people ask is, well, how can I really tell if this calling is from God or if I have what it takes? And so I'd like mm-hmm. you to just talk underlying fear or concern that we might have that we're not hearing from God. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, the very first thing that I like to remind people about is, you know, if you're part of God's family, whether you feel it or not, um, it's true, you know, because John one twelve says that, you know, who did receive him, those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, Marnie. And what that means is that, it, you know, even, and I'm going to say this, even if you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Savior, right, we're all made in God's image, and he's put greatness in us. But when when you've said yes to Jesus, there's just another level of, of purpose that you really can tap into and go, oh, my goodness, I am his child. There's something on the inside of me, and it's his spirit. And that's why we do have a calling. That's why we know we're qualified, because it's his spirit on the inside of us that automatically that is your your right to be able to say and to tap into and dig further and pursue that calling in your life and it is that you are his child isn't that exciting mm-hmm. that we all get to say okay you know i belong to god i i am his creation i am his child i get to pursue the purpose that he has put on the inside of me created in the image of God and then filled with his spirit, which comes mm-hmm. along with that, all the power of the Godhead, which just equips us then to do things be above, way above and beyond what we would naturally be able to expect of ourselves, which is so exactly. incredible. You mm-hmm. actually have some questions that help us to clarify um, call and purpose. And can you take us through those right now? Sure. Um, I have some, I I call it the paramount questions to ask yourself regarding your call and purpose. You know, we don't always have to have everything figured out, Marnie, but if you have something on the inside of you, um, that's one way to just, you know, kind of a telling situation. So like most of us, if, if you could ask yourself, you know, do I dream or hope of something to fulfill in my life, whether or not you know what it is, right? A lot of us, you know, we hope to do something. We, we we dream of doing something. We may not always know what it is. That's that whole looking for your calling and purpose. You know, some of us spend many years searching it out. And some things God gives you a little glimpse of it, and then he, he unfolds as, as we get older, as we mature in the Lord, things of that nature. But But the one thing we have to ask is, do you dream or hope to fulfill something? You know, that's very important to ask ourselves. I don't believe that there's anybody out there who doesn't dream. And, and if they say that they're not and that they're not hopeful, um, I just think that's covered up maybe by life's disappointments. But I can tell you that uh, everybody has something on the inside of them. question that I would challenge people to ask is, um, do you dream of what it will look like when it's all said and done? We don't have to have the ultimate picture of what it will look like on the inside, but we we have a way of dreaming, Marnie. I don't know if you, if you've ever really thought about this. Which you're a wise woman, so I trust that you have. But you know, we don't have to know the end from everything. You know, we can just have the desire. We can just have the, the dream on the inside to say, okay, one day something's going to be there, and that's a very telling situation. That's when I can say, okay, you're on the right track. You know, you're you're dreaming of something. You may not know what you're dreaming about, but you're dreaming about something. Do you understand what I mean, Marnie? We're dreaming about mm-hmm. that one thing, and I think that's amazing. And then I have to ask this. Why would we even have the ability to dream if we didn't have the, the capacity or the ability to accomplish God's call and work in our lives? It's just not possible. You know, God, he's a good God. He's not going to give us something to chase after that we can never attain. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's put that in there, and it will come to pass. And so we have to trust those things, that God has put something on the inside of us that will lead us to, a, to fulfilling the call and the purpose. We may not fully mm. see everything. We may not understand it. But as long as you dream up something, it's a good thing to to have it's a good um starting point 
No, that's so cool. Well, I'm thinking as you're going through it, um, the second point you had is when it's all said and done, I mean, do you have a vision of what that would look like? I think about Joseph, who had these visions as a young man, and mm-hmm. um, you saw, you know, his basically his father and brothers bowing down to him is what the vision was. But, boy, that didn't look anything. His whole life coming up to the point of seeing that fulfilled didn't look anything exactly. like promising. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. No. That ought to be encouraging. No. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and even sometimes, you know, like in his visions, he saw sheaves of wheat or stars, you know, and it doesn't look like the final thing. When you, when you actually yeah. get there and God shows you what the real vision was, a lot of times it mm-hmm. doesn't look like what you expected, even though it is mm-hmm. the fulfillment of the dream. So what I like yes. people to do, and maybe That's you guys good. can just do that with me right now as you're listening, and, and Teresa, you too, just put your hand out in front of you and put this dream on top of your hand. And now mm-hmm. what we tend to want to do is we tend to want to clasp our fingers and thumb around us into a tight ball, like a fist, and hang on to that really tight mm-hmm. until God mm-hmm. brings it to fruition. But what he really wants us to do is hold that with an open hand and always have it before us, but not have it controlled by us yeah. or mm-hmm. controlling us. That, in fact, is God's flow through our lives. And that makes the journey and even the um, acquisition of the goal in the end, the vision, uh, more enjoyable because we've already relinquished it completely to God. And yeah. so I love, I, I love mm-hmm. that. And then I think, too, um, you know, you think about Daniel and even John on Patmos, and their visions were to be accomplished after they were no longer on earth. Um, they were mm-hmm. seeing things that were way in the future. But God mm-hmm. also had work for them to do on earth in their lives. And so no matter what your dreams or visions are, and you're listening to us and you're thinking, I don't know if mine qualify for what we're talking about today. And the answer is God gives all kinds of dreams and visions, both for the here and now, yeah. for the future, as well as for the distant future. And so, mm-hmm. yes, you know, if, if you've got dreams and, and visions in your heart, um, yeah, just keep asking God. In fact, we're going to take a short break and come back and talk about critical identifiers of the call and purpose and how you can relax into that. So don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back. There is a huge difference between working for God and allowing God to work through us. My latest book, Flow Through Vessel, explains how to master the habit of letting God flow through our lives. When we try to do everything good for God, we quickly fail. But when we learn how to allow God to flow His life and love through us, we find strength for the day. Check out this new Bible study resource at www.marnie.com. That's www.marnie.com. Welcome back. We're talking about being a flow through vessel of God's visions for us. Today we're talking with our guest, Teresa Lusk, and her name is spelled T-E-R-E-S-A-L-U-S-K, and that's her website, TeresaLusk.com. Teresa, let's go ahead and talk about critical identifiers of the call and purpose. So first of all, um, maybe give us the background of, like, why you would want that. What, what's the purpose of it? And then um, go ahead and go through them. Why you would want clarify your question for me, Marnie? Yeah, I was thinking when I said it, that wasn't very clear. <laughs> the I'm critical sorry. identifiers. Um, that's uh-huh. okay. The critical identifiers of the call and purpose are there to help us do what? Identify exactly the call and the purpose that we're seeking, because we have something on the inside of us, and some you know some people are just. They're, they just figure it out, even from the time they're little. I hear a lot of testimonies of people, and they say, oh, I knew from the time I was little that I was supposed to be doing this. I knew that I was going to serve God like that. I knew that I'd be taking this kind of job or helping people learn how to do this or that thing, whatever. Uh, one of the things that I think is important for us to know, Marnie, before I get into these is, you know, God, we get to be used by God. For me, you know, the number one purpose, obviously, is, is to love God, right? To love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's number one. But then there's other things that we get to do in fulfilling our call. And so the reason for the identifiers is so that is exactly that. So we can identify and go, okay, this is what God put on the inside of me. And here's where, I, where it begins to unfold and I begin to develop them. 
And so um, one of the things that you'll identify is, is, or that you can look for even is a stirring that won't stop on the inside of you, even if it gets, you know, hushed with life issues from time to time. And what I mean by that, Marnie, is, you know, there is, um, you know, for I'll speak for myself, you know, I, I have felt from the time I came to Christ, I, um, you know, I, I got saved in my 20s. And early on, you know, God had said to me, you're going to be working with women. And I was really young in the faith, right? So for me to hear that, some people would say, well, how did you hear that? You, you know, you're too young in the faith, whatever. But um, many doubts were creeping in. But there's a stirring that continued. And it just, in that stirring, Marnie, what it looks like is a constant desire for that thing that God gave you to do. Now, so not everybody can feel that. Some people are searching for that, right? They want to activate that. Well, what is that that I'm looking for? But most of us will, will identify, one of the things that, that you need to identify is, what is that stirring that won't stop on the inside of you? Um, the second one, and I, I really want to kind of hang out on this one, is um, it looks like a passion for a cause. And Marnie, one of, our, one of the, the most exciting examples that I can think of in the Bible is with Moses. And if you read the book, if you read the book of Exodus and you, and you really get into reading, you know, how Moses was used by God and, and how early on, um, if you see Moses already had a heart for deliverance, he had a heart for delivering his people, you know, and, and so, but he needed some training. He needed some, some, you know, character things to be worked out, but he already had it on the inside of him, but he was passionate about a cause and he didn't even recognize it at the time. I think I don't believe he recognized it at the very beginning. And so I I want to encourage those who are listening is to start looking for the the critical identifier is is there something is there a certain something that's always stirring on the inside of you? Um do you have a passion for something? And maybe you just haven't figured out all the details, maybe you know, you haven't taken the time to step out in faith which can have, you know, you can step out in faith at any moment. That's the awesome thing about faith is, you know, from one moment to the next, you step into, into it and say, I'm taking it on. I'm doing it. I'm going to walk in this because sometimes fear over, overcomes us and doubt. And we'll talk about that in a little while. But definitely looking for that passion for a cause, uh, for a particular thing. Um, it looks like, you know, one, another thing is um, it looks like being afraid of going for it and possibly failing, yet trying again. You know, I see that again in Moses when you, when in his life, you look at that and, you know, he, he went from, you know, you know, taking someone's life to then doing it the right way. You know, there's a process. You just have to identify what it is that God has been putting in your life from the time you were a child. And I'll share a brief story, Marnie. Uh, when I was in um, the third grade, I may have shared this the last time, but when I was in the third grade, we were doing a, uh, uh, we were celebrating uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And we had a, um, uh, we were, there was a competition for, for his speech, um, I Have a Dream. And I was so excited about this thing. And I, I read the speech and I memorized it. And when I would recite it in my bedroom, I was passionate about it. You know, you'd have thought I was, I was the one that, who, who had written the speech mm -hmm. and, and all that. And um and I remember being so excited about it and passionate when I would read it. I was about 11 years old. And then the day came when I presented it, and it wasn't how I had done it in my bedroom those many times. And my point is, I, I can tell you the rest of the story, but I'm going to save it right there. I just want to get to the point of I look back, and I look at that day when, when, when the uh, opportunity arose, and I got the opportunity to get out there and present it. And I found, if I look back at it, Marnie, that was the passion that was stirring on the inside of me. I had this ability to speak things and say things, and I didn't even know. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, put your hand back to the, to the past, your, your thoughts to the past, and look to see, look for identifiers, and look, where has God's hand been leading me for this purpose and this call that he's got on my life? And, uh, and then the last one, um, that I want to share there is under critical identifiers is 
Um, it looks like someone pointing out to you throughout your life that you're called, that you're equipped, that you're purposed. You know, sometimes uh, you, people will say, you're so gifted at this, and, and you'll hear it, re you know, repeatedly in our lives, right, Marnie? I mean, you've heard it, I'm sure, uh, over certain things in your life. I've heard it over certain things in my life, and those are identifiers. I'm not saying we should hang on every word that someone says, right, because we can't go by what other people say either, but you can use them as identifiers to help you go, Okay, I've heard this before. I think I, this is this is part of where God has gifted me and called me and equipped me. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I I like how you know earlier in the program you were talking about a tell, and a tell is just something that you know you like in a card game. Uh, you're looking for the tells. You're looking for the hints mm -hmm. and the the things that are going to help you identify what's really going on behind the scenes, behind what you can see on the front of the card, you know, just, um, or the back of it, however you want to say it. But, yeah. um, you know, this stirring that won't hush, this passion that's just kind of keeps coming up, it won't go away. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, how, how it, um, it's been for me is that, you know, I'll have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of ideas. And I like to use the analogy of the radio station where, you know, you're in your car and you just go scan and all kinds of uh, stations, if you will, ideas are flying by. But mm -hmm. you just let them all go until all of a sudden one just like hits you. This is the one that I want to listen mm -hmm. to. Now somebody else in a different car will listen to a different one, you know. But right. you know which one is for you. And it's kind of the same way with this idea, with these visions that God puts in our hearts. It's like there's so many ideas flying by, and all of them may attract your attention for a moment just long enough to, you know, look at them. But there, mm -hmm. there are some that just, like, get down deep in you where you're just like, no, this yeah. one just doesn't go away. And even if you put it on the back burner, maybe life gets super busy, and mm -hmm. you put it on the back burner, even a couple of years or 10 years later, it will bubble to the top again. And you're like, yeah. wow, <laughs> I can't believe I'm thinking sure about again, you know? Yeah. Thank God for yeah. a long time. Yeah, so I love I love your I love your point. You know, the stirring that won't hush a passion for a cause, um, going mm -hmm. for it over and over and over, being not willing to give up even if even if it doesn't at first succeed, and then, and I always say whether you're you know in some uh, denominations there's prophet going on and things like that. I always mm -hmm. say that scripturally, the prophet comes and tells you what God has already told you. It's a confirmation mm -hmm. when other yeah. people tell you something that God's already been showing you, that is like a huge confirmation. Oh, and like absolutely. you said, too, I really caution you from just taking someone else's word for something like you've never thought yeah. of, you know, being a speaker and somebody says you should be a speaker. Well, you know, take that back to Jesus and ask him about mm -hmm. it. Because usually he's going to plant the seeds of those mm -hmm. dreams and visions in your heart. And then yeah. as he's growing that in you, People will come and water that. They'll come and mm -hmm. shine a light on you in that area of your light life, you know. So just like a plant that's growing, yeah. kind of watch for those really, really good um, good advice there. Before we go mm -hmm. on to Thank the secret to doubt as an advantage, did you have anything else on this one you wanted to say? Uh, you know, I just, I say, you know, pray and say, God, you know, what do you have for me? Help me to be so aware and discerning of, of those things that confirm in my heart, because as we're going to talk about the doubt here in a little bit, it will come. So, you know, just stay focused um, on what God has, what he's been showing you, you know, go back and say, Lord, were there things you were showing me from the time I was a child? Help me to remember those, help me to identify those and you'll begin to see it, you know, and definitely praying for lots of wisdom, Marnia. I think, you know me, I'm, I believe in praying for wisdom wholeheartedly. Because there are a lot of tugs and pulls, this direction, that direction. Hey, this looks good. Hey, how about that one? That looks good. Oh, wait, no, look, this call she's doing, that looks fun, uh, which I've done. And I may talk about that here in a little bit. But um, really, it's God has a, just a special purpose and call for each and every one of us individually. And uh, and if we just focus on what he has for us individually, not, not so much for what other people's calls look like and purposes, um, we'll find so much satisfaction in that. That is so important to remember that you are unique. You are not like anybody else. And even if God calls you to do the same thing that they're doing, mm -hmm. it won't look the same when it blows it through you because exactly. you're not them. So, yeah, just be ready. Yeah. <laughs> be ready 
for him to do it uniquely through you. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so the doubts and fears come, the doubts that, um, you know, I think that Hebrews eleven six makes it pretty clear that doubts will even come, that God is good, that God is a mm-hmm. rewarder of those diligently seeking. That's why we need faith. But the doubts come, especially when there's a specific call or vision on your heart. Um, the doubts will come and mm-hmm. be like, um, that you couldn't possibly do that. That's impossible. God wouldn't right. surely pick you. Um, these kind of doubts, and you actually say that this can be an advantage. So how do you see that? Mm-hmm. It really can, because you have to remember that if there's a voice dragging you down, it's not God's voice, number one. And you said it. He's a good God, Marnie, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that, and and we know that by his word. And so, number one, if you're hearing something negative and discouraging, well, you got to be able to discern between the voice of the enemy and the voice of God. And one of the things that I can say I, I've heard very clearly in my head is, who do you think you are? And I, I believe I've shared that with you before, because that's one of those things, you know, there's certain things in your life and through your journey with God that you just won't forget, you know, and that's one of those voices that I heard very, very clearly of, who do you think you are? And so I have to decide at that moment, am I going to hear that voice and believe that voice? Or am I going to believe the voice of God and what he's told me? You know, you brought up something very important. You brought up that, you know, when you get a prophetic word, sometimes people encourage you. They really affirm what God has told you in your spirit already. And so um, so you can use this doubt as a reminder to pray that God continue to set firmly in your heart, you know, what he's called you to do and what he's told you before. One of the things, Marnie, that I like to do is when when I um, get an encouraging word from somebody, a prophetic word, encouraging word um, that's directly related to my own life, my own purpose, my own call, I like to write it down because what happens is there's seasons of great discouragement that have come about, and I pull it out, and I'll I'll just pull it out and start reading it. And I'll start reading it out loud, and I just proclaim it mm-hmm. to heaven and to earth. Here is what God said to me. Here is the word that I will stand on. You know what I mean? And so um, that's important. So, to, you know, if you if you feel discouraged, I know we don't hear this very often, but if you feel discouraged, you know, the the, the whole goal is use it as your as an advantage and just say, yep, you know, I, I feel discouraged at the moment, but the truth is this. The truth is God said this. The truth is this is where I'm at. And uh, and if it gets really bad, Marnie, honestly, we have to reach out to people to pray for us. This is not something we can do alone. I don't know about you, but I bet you have several people that you can just reach out to and say, hey, can you pray for me because I'm feeling discouraged in this area right now. And that's a must. We, so when, whenever we feel this battle on the inside of discouragement, that's time to call our loving friends who we trust to say, to, and say, I need your prayer right now. I need you to, uh, you know, I just need a little encouragement. Here's how I'm feeling. And that's important, Marnie. That's very important. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, there's no journey that I've gone through all on my own. No way. There's no way. And so the the doubt, definitely, it should catapult us into asking friends to pray for us. And then oh, another oh, secret to yeah. this. Go ahead, Marnie. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, finish your thought there. Um, just remembering that the things worth having, they require holding on to. And that's that's very important. You know, we really need to remember that if, if it's worth having, you hold on to it. I think we do that in, in our everyday life, but I'm not sure that we're as uh, steadfast when it comes to the things that are on the inside that we cannot see, like our purpose and our calling. And, yeah, that's you know, good, Marnie, really- unless we have a clear directive of, of anything, you know, um, the we keep going. The waves will settle, right? The waves are going to settle. The things, the, the discouragements, they will settle, and we will get back on track 
with what we're supposed to be doing. So great. I love the I love the picture of a wave. They're thinking about how, um, at you know, when you're out in a boat, you're heading across the water. We live on a big lake here, and um, when you're heading across to the other side and the waves come up, you don't turn around and go sideways just because the wave came. You keep going the same direction. It might take you longer to get there, but you just keep going, and that's what God's calling us to do too. We're going to take a short little break, come back, and talk about how to position yourself to believe. We'll be right back. ever need a guest speaker or maybe you're a speaker who's available to go check out womenspeakers.com the largest online directory of christian women speakers in the world since 2002 connecting thousands of planners with over 1300 speakers speakers are available to you from every state denomination experience level and fee range you simply search when you have time anytime day or night and connect directly with the speakers that interest you no middlemen no hidden fees it's all simple easy enjoyable and online check it out today at womenspeakers.com that's www.womenspeakers.com Welcome back. We're talking today with our guest, Teresa Luskin. I apologize. I've got a little bit of a cold going on here, so I'm trying to stay ahead of my, my coughing during our breaks here. And uh, Teresa and I were talking about just saying yes to God. And just before the break, we were talking about the secret to doubt is an advantage. And right now, there's just kind of a follow-up part to this conversation, Teresa, where I want you to address the power of the discouraging voices around you. So there, it's one thing to have doubts inside your head it's a whole nother thing to have other people telling you um you know no way you know that can't be of god you know address that part of it well you know here's the thing marnie not everybody's going to be just super excited about you know your potential call or you know um, the things that you're dreaming about i mean you brought up joseph earlier right i mean that's the perfect example um I, I, in my book, Good Enough to Be a Homemaker and CEO, I call it the dream patrol because, and, and you know, we've got to pray for those people. So number one, I have to, you know, preface it with that because it's not an opportunity to, to say, oh yeah, look, yeah, I know so-and-so in there, you know, you know, with, we want to love people through that, you know, but here's the thing. We can't expect people to dream and believe for us if they can't dream and believe for themselves. And so we will have some discouraging voices around us. You know, there's, there are a lot of things that I have put my hand to that I have felt like God called me to do, and yet I had strong voices of opposition around me, um, whether it was, you know, um, it could have been a mockery, it could have been a disbelief that I could do it. You know, there was a lot of different negative things that went on, but um, those are, again, opportunities. You know, we can take something like that and go, well, how dare they? And I'm not going to lie. Those things hurt when people, you know, question who God has called you to be and what he's called you to do. But at the same time, we can use them and go, okay, so this person, you know, may say, and, and again, we have to be careful, discerning. Okay, I'm, I'm a, you know, another thing that I talked about earlier was praying for a lot of wisdom. The other thing is discernment. You know, we, we have to be discerning and say, okay, God, is is that an opportunity for me to really look at this and go, um, am I being realistic? And I, and when I say realistic, I don't mean that you're dreaming within a box. I mean, do you have um, the the education that's required? And if not, then get yourself prepared. Um, did you set your goals to be able to reach this? Did you um, get the skills that you need? So again, we can use those discouraging voices around you and you know what, Marnie, sometimes you can just say, you know what, this is just something that God has called me to do, and it is what it is. And so whatever whatever voices are around us, we should uh, take an active um, and realistic, you know, we could, we could listen to it objectively. <clears throat> we could do a little bit of a kind of a self, you know, self-review, okay, did I, did I, you know, cross my T's and dot my I's with, with what I'm dreaming or what I'm about to do. But at the same time, let it take you to a place where you hang on even tighter instead of letting go. 
And I think that sometimes what we tend to do is when we have a lot of negative voices around us, we want to kind of hide in the cave, you know what I mean? Because the discouragement comes over us a little a little powerfully sometimes. And so for me, you know, I've learned to, to take, I'm not saying that it was easy. There, was, <clears throat> there were seasons when those voices had a, a greater effect in my life than other seasons. And I can tell you that the difference, Marnie, between the season when those voices really affected me versus when they came at me and I just thought, well, that's, that's about right. That's how these, these people react is what I believed God believed about me. And so that's very important here because if you believe God more than you believe them, then those voices might hurt for just a little bit because it hurts when anybody says something bad about you, negative about you, discouraging. But at the same time, you'll reset pretty quickly if you understand who you are, who God says you are in Christ, and that helps. And I don't mean an arrogance, Marnie. I just mean a true you know what, it's okay. I've gotten to the point where I don't need your approval anymore. I just need, I know I have God's approval, so I don't need that approval anymore. And that's a challenge I want to put out to your to your listeners is where are you in that? Because the truth is when you pursue a call and a purpose, it's not like you have people lining up, signing up saying, how can I help you get there and let me believe for you? You know, sometimes it's a challenge. You said it, you said it again earlier. Joseph, he is the perfect example of that. Yeah, and we're going to talk about positioning yourself to believe. Yes, I can do it in just a moment. But before we go on this discouraging voices, it was interesting because just two months ago now, we closed our retail store. So for 14 years, I've been doing the online, you know, womenspeakers.com and writing books and speaking and doing media, uh, this radio show since 2009. And also managing our family restaurant and our family retail store. So as of two months ago, wow. we, I was done managing the two family businesses. And um, the Sunday after we closed the retail store, um, I had a break off. You know, I take a break every Sunday. And I took a break. And on that day, I had this picture kind of of just having completed a 14-year marathon. And, mm. and I was still kind of, you know, I felt like I was still kind of walking this out, you know, just after, after this is finally over, this 14 years of crazy busyness. And mm. I, I love the analogy of the marathon because I could even see, in fact, my son's running a marathon here in two days and, and thinking oh. about him running the marathon. When you're running a marathon and somebody on the side looks at you and says, wow, you look so tired. I really don't think you should keep running. I think you should just take a little nap, and then you can start running again after a while, you know? And when you're in a race like that, as a racer, you don't get to say, you know, you're right. I am really tired, and I just think I should just stop and take a nap. Um, You just Mm -hmm. can't keep going because that's where God has you right then. You're running a race. And when you have a vision, it's kind of like that. Other people mm-hmm. will say things to you like, I just don't think you'd have time to do that. Or I don't see where mm-hmm. you'd have the money to do that. Or I don't see how you're yeah. going to have the emotional stability to do that. Or whatever it is. And you just have to say, you know what, this is what God is calling me to do. Yeah. So I need to do it. Another thing I just heard somebody mm-hmm. said to me just last week, I, they, they were talking about a certain particular person in my life, and she said, I wonder if she is needing your approval more than she's needing to do the right thing. Mm. And I thought, that's wow, good. I think I, that's mm-hmm. a part of my life, right? So we can just apply that to our own <laughs> life right now. Am I needing the approval more than I'm needing to do the right thing? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's that's the same good. thing like you said. If you believe God is real, if you believe he's calling you to this, then you're going to be able to say, yes, Lord, I'm just going to do what you called me to do, even if nobody is cheering me on, right. even if I'm running alone this part of the race. Exactly. So, you know, exactly. the next thing you wanted to talk with us about is how to position ourselves to believe the yes, I can do it. Because that, that is kind of the crux of the whole thing is the position that we're in in, able to, in order for us to be able to be there. Right. 
Um, positioning ourselves is just, it's simple, Marnie. You know, if whatever you've been doing for years isn't really uh, providing a revelation of where God is taking you, you don't feel like there's been changes, you don't feel like you've grown, you don't feel like you've uh, done, you know, there, there's just something about when you're walking in God's purposes, you're not, I'm not saying you're going to be on cloud nine all the time, but there's something that just confirms with your spirit, I am in the right place. And so if you find, if you look at your life and you go, okay, you know, um, I've been doing this, but you're not really um, sensing a change and moving into into what you feel still needs to be um, just identified, then it's time to start doing something different. And um, one of the things, I'll give you a brief story, but Oh, when I'm from Dallas originally, and I we had moved about 30 miles north of, of Dallas, and um, I really needed something to do because I had moved from a huge city to what seemed like a tiny little town, and I was extremely homesick, believe it or not. <laughs> you can go from city to 30 miles north of that, and I just felt like I had moved to Egypt. I mean, it was just terrible, and so I started looking for something to do, and I ended up calling our local library and said, you know, what do you, what do you need help with? I just need to do something because I'm, you know, going crazy here at home. And, um, and they said, well, what do you know to do? And so I mentioned a few things and said, I spoke Spanish and they said, well, why don't you teach a Spanish class? Well, Marnie, I had never done that before. Okay. I, I speak Spanish, but I've never taught it, never been to college for it, you know, and they said, and, and you can go ahead and put the curriculum together for it. Well, I was very excited, but I had never done anything like that. Well, when I started teaching the class, I realized, oh, my gosh, I love teaching, teaching. I love teaching adults. And it was something that broke me into, again, I look back at it. This was over 15 years ago. I look back at it today. And, again, like I said earlier, you go, you go back and you look for those things in life where God's always had his hand. And, and kind of directing you in that path. So break from those things. If you're in the same cycle over and over, nothing's changing, nothing's changed, it's time to try something different. Mm-hmm. Um, always reminding, I, my, my, I just want to remind people, he has called you, he's equipped you, he's going to show you. He's not playing hide-and-go-seek, okay? He's not saying, let's see if you can find it, although there is, there is a reward in pursuing. I'm not going to say that there's not. There's definitely reward in pursuing, and there's such um, satisfaction in finding. And so mm-hmm. I want to encourage the listeners, you know, pursue and find. You'll find such satisfaction there. Don't let the, the quiet moments bring you down. But um, cast your net. You know, I tell people I like to cast my net and see what might come out. Because I'm a, I'm naturally a risk taker, Marnie. I do, and then I think. And I'm glad that I do that. I'm not saying everybody should do that, okay, <laughs> Marnie. So I'm just saying that that's how God equipped me. Because I'm the kind of person that I just, I throw it out there and see what God's doing. And then, uh, and then once I'm, I've created something big, I'm sitting there going, oh, my gosh, what did I get myself into? But it always works out. Again, that's just how God made me. But I want to encourage the listeners, cast out your net, test the waters, see what, you're, what you've called to. You may need a, a, a new beginning, and you may even need a new ending for some things. Um, <clears throat> another thing that I think is really important, um, I don't believe I've mentioned it just yet, Marnie, but is a support, a support circle. You need those people who, and it's not a lot of people, you know, there may be, you know, a good, you, if you have five people, four people, that's, that's a really good number of people who can believe for you. People who, who can dream themselves, Marnie, because we need people who are encouraging in it. And like I said earlier before, if they can't believe for themselves, if they don't have the faith for themselves, if they don't have the dreams for themselves and, we're not casting stones. We're just saying, you know, they may be in a time in their life where they cannot handle this. They can't handle this kind of dreaming. They can't handle this kind of pursuing. That's okay. God will send. If you pray, I have prayed and God has sent me at least two very faithful people. And that's not a lot, 
but they're very faithful and that's all I need. So I want to encourage the listeners to pray those people in. Pray those people in who are who are faithful, who are encouraging, and likewise that we can be a support to them, Marnie. You know me, Marnie. I've said this before. It's not just about what I can take. It's absolutely about what I can give. So positioning ourselves into the yes, I can, it's a give and take. We need to give into people's lives, and we will see um, his goodness in our lives. We'll see it. We'll see these things that we have planted the seed for. We'll see it come back. And... um, and then the last thing about positioning yourself, I, I kind of said something about it a little early, earlier is, and I'm going to say this, and people may say, what do you mean? Practice believing what God said you are. And the reason why I say practice believing is because we can get in the word of God and look to see what he's said about us and then leave it alone. But it, unless it's truly in your heart and you truly believe it and you're truly living it, then we should practice believing it. And so we get in the word, we, we confess it until we believe it. Yes, God called me. You know, Marnie, that was one of my biggest challenges as a young believer. When I first gave my life to Christ, one of the biggest, the first and biggest challenges that I had was I was in deep search of a purpose and a call. And I had such a um, I had a hard time believing uh, that God had good for me. And so I had to really break forth and, and, and look into that more deeply. I had to let God heal me in certain areas. So practice believing what God said. You are his child. You're called. You're equipped. Your purpose for each season of his life, for his kingdom, for yourself and for others. Because, again, this, this, great, this thing about purpose and call, it's a great, great thing but always remembering that it is for him that we're doing it. Yes, we get to feel satisfied, but it's for him in the end. No matter what, it's for him. So great. Well, this is such good content. We're going to take a really quick little break here, come back and talk about how to see your calling as a catapult for yourself and others, and also ways to increase the connection of your calling to the opportunity. We'll be right back. Leaders across America rely on womensevents.info to find the major Christian women's events coming to their area. Womensevents.info is the only online directory of its kind featuring all the upcoming major Christian women's events. You are invited to search for events coming near you or to add your own major Christian women's events. Everything's easy and accessible over at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Welcome back. We're sharing the hour today with Teresa Lusk of TeresaLusk.com. And we're talking about just saying yes. If God calls you to it, then you can do it. Uh, Teresa, let's talk about seeing the calling as a catapult, not only for yourself but others. What are you thinking there? Um, So definitely we need to remember to encourage others, Marnie. I kind of said this a little bit before we went on break. Here's here's what I'm going to say. When it comes to fulfilling our call and purpose, one of the many things that I've noticed is that sometimes we get so focused on ourselves and on our own uh, seeking and our own pursuing that we forget to see the person next to us. You know, uh, we're not in a competition, and we kind of talked about that earlier. And, and, and this is really – I'm actually pretty passionate about this part here because um, I see it a lot where people are very self. And honestly, I don't think that they're trying to be selfish, Marnie. I think it's a maturity thing. I think when you really learn, begin to learn that God loves everybody and that he's got something great in everybody. Like when your eyes are, when you set your eyes on somebody and you see them with the eyes of Christ and you go, okay, this person has greatness on the inside of them, you naturally, through the heart of Jesus, you want to pull that out. And so you begin to encourage others, you know, what are they doing? What are they trying to pursue? What are they trying to accomplish? And how can I be a source for that? One of the things about calling and purpose, Marnie, is that um, it's about, it's bringing out something in someone, right, that God has put in their heart. 
And that is true ministry right there. You know, we're looking for this calm, this purpose, and we want to be used by God, whether it's at a secular job or an, or a, or a um, Christian organization or whatever it may be. But sometimes we don't really see how important it is to recognize that helping other people is fulfilling our call. It is fulfilling the call. And so if you want to catapult yourself, you start where you are and you start helping others where they're going. And those saints may not be the ones who help us be catapulted to where we're supposed to go, Marnie. Um, sometimes I see people's feelings are hurt because they say, well, I helped so-and-so, but they didn't help me. And I, I get that. But if we if we help without strings attached and know that they may not be the person, here here's the thing. I want God to use somebody in my life who's gone further than I have. You know what I mean? Because they've been there, they've done it. And I'm not saying that somebody who hasn't can't minister to me, but I want, you know, I, and I pray for that. Lord, put women in my life who've gone further than me, who have a, a mentoring heart. And, of course, I do the same. And so when somebody who hasn't been where I've been can't help me, I'm not offended. I'm happy that I'm able to help. So I really want to encourage the listeners, guys, start, ladies, start helping. Start giving of yourself. Start start doing without expecting anything. You'll begin to see the fruit of it immediately. I mean, I'm pretty certain that you'll just begin to see it. And um, so that's one way. Um, and, and like I said, you know, investing in others' dreams. And um, and finally, Marnie, for me on that point is, is to stay focused on what you're called to do. Um, and bear, one very important thing, ask yourself if the responsibilities you're taking on are part of the true plan of God, or or are they not? Because women, <clears throat> we're so good at doing many things at one time, so we like to take on and add a ton of things to our plate. Now, I know that sounds kind of cliche, but it's the truth. We need room for the things that God may be leading us to do. And I'm not, that doesn't minimize what I said, you know, earlier uh, about trying new things. But then the opposite is true as well, where sometimes we're so full and busy of other things that we can't really tap into the things that God may actually be wanting us to tap into. And so those things, those things are really important. Invest, invest, invest in others is what I really, if you take anything out of this, take that. Definitely take that point. I love it. You know, and again, we're going back to our theme guy for the hour, which we didn't know in advance. But Joseph, again, is the illustration here. He did not wait until he was in a position of leadership where his family would be bowing down to him to learn how to serve people. But his uh, servanthood through all those years was what led him to greatness. And if he wouldn't have been serving others all those years, he would have never been in the position that he came to, that God knew that he's calling him to. So same with you. And our time is flying by. We have one more thing. We want to talk about a few ways to increase the connection of your calling to the opportunity. So if you can just, you know, share that with us in just a few minutes. Can you repeat what you just said, Marnie? I'm sorry. Oh, just that we're getting close to the end of the hour, but I want you to um, share a couple ways to increase our connection between the calling and the opportunity. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about that. Um, so definitely attend attend events. You know, get out there. If there's something that you have a heart for or that you might even have a suspicion that you might want to do, go for it. Get out there and do it. Um, that's one of the places that I've met some amazing people who have ha- who've actually – have had something to do with with where I've been and where I've gone. And here's the thing, Marnie, when you go out to connect with people, um, I used to go in with a with an attitude of, let me see what I can get for me today, and, and I wanted a result right away. You know, it was a very selfish, um, immature kind of view that I had. And eventually, I just began to see people for what they were doing, again, going back to encouraging other people, seeing how we can serve other people, but one of the things that I've seen is that some of these connections that I've made, they're actually just now starting to bear some fruit. So I made connections years ago at events with women who I knew were connected in certain ways with things that I was pursuing or doing or that God had put on my heart. And now years later, these same exact women are still there. And they're not in my life every single day, but somehow indirectly God has used them so that I could accomplish some of the assignments that he's given me. And to be honest, Marnie, some of them, the only assignment that they 
had on their life towards me is to speak an encouraging word that has caused me to do something pretty big. So connect. Hear the words that people say to you. Jot them down. Write them down. Like I said earlier, the prophetic words, the encouraging words. Write them down. Pull them back out when you get discouraged and look to see how God has been moving and preparing you for, for, for your call and purpose, which is a journey. I don't think it's going to end until we're done. And so you get to enjoy the process of it. Oh, so beautiful. And, of course, it's all about body life. If I, uh, they're just, God very seldom will put someone aside, and he did in the case of Joseph, really, but very seldom does he do that. Usually you've got all right. these people all around you that um, God's wanting you to tap into to um, mm-hmm. help you accomplish his plan for your life. And so uh, just to keep watching and be really humble about that. Um, yes. And um, it says the foolish man in his pride does not look to God. And so mm-hmm. it is a stance of humility that says, I need you. Um, I need yes. you to tell me what to do, and then I need you to do it through me. So, so it can be accomplished mm-hmm. for God's purposes. Teresa, we are coming right down in the end of the hour here. Guys, I want to encourage you to visit Teresa's website. There's all kinds of good stuff over there. Teresa, if someone goes over to your website, what are they going to find there? Well, they're going to find some scriptures that they can download because I've uh, recently done some some teachings on uh, identity and, and um, just some some things that women struggle with, insecurity, thinking that everybody that other people are better than them, that they're not chosen, they're not gifted. And so I've put on my website some scriptures that they can download. Uh, I've got information on the biblical counseling. I've got some media there, some other events that I have pre-recorded. And um, uh, I think that's about it, Marnie. Yeah, and you can um, check out Teresa's book over there as well as her speaking availability. And she is also a speaker with us over at womenspeakers.com. Her website, again, is Teresa Lusk, T-E-R-E-S-A-L-U-S-K.com. Teresa, this hour has flown by, and it's always such a delight to spend yeah. time with you. Um, Thank you, I know we got to spend time uh, a whole afternoon together. In, uh, yes, in Texas that was a lot of fun. Oh, a while back, and that was so much fun. Um, do you it have was. a theme verse for life? Do I have a what, Marnie? A theme verse for life? Um, I really like, uh, I know a lot of people use it, but Jeremiah 29, 11, for, for I know the plans I have for you, uh, plans to prosper you and, and not to harm you. Um, you know, the reason why Marnie, I, ha- I had to really hang on to that, uh, and confess it many times and, um, really just hang on to God's word. He has a plan for us and he has a, a hope and a future and he has all those things just right there he put them in there he has them so we look to him to find what that is so beautiful well thank you for being here loved having you here with us this hour thank you i appreciate it and thank you all for being here um it's always so exciting to have so many of you join us at the live program on wednesday afternoons at blog talk radio and for those of you who host us at your site and on your station thank you for that and if you'd like to learn more about that you can visit marniesfriends.com Also, um, over at Marnie.com, you can find more resources and uh, connection opportunities over there. And if I can ever be of service to you, there's coaching available on a, just, you don't have to sign up for a big program. You can just get it when you need it. And I'd love to talk with you and share share with you uh, some of the things that God has taught me and maybe how they could apply to your situation. Hope you have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time. Have a great week now. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.